0: up, group leaders. Man, I'm excited to just get a chance to hang out with you. I wish I could be with you in person, but obviously our culture and our world has changed, and so we can't do that. But man, I'm excited to be with you. I hope even in the midst of this crazy 2020, you've been able to enjoy the beautiful Rochester summer, chance to spend some time with your family, maybe get in the water. But man, it's good to to be with you. And you know, even in the midst of all the changes and all the craziness in in this season. I want to start by just celebrating with you that God is still working in the life of our church. And I want to highlight some of those areas where God has been working. You you might have heard this number before, but we've seen 155 people say yes to Jesus in this COVID season. Man, 155 just eternities change. That's something we're celebrating. We've given away 46 Bibles to those new believers so they can walk in their faith. You know, we, we started gathering August 9th. Uh, it's been almost, it would have been almost five months since we've gathered for live in-person services, and we saw 48% of our church return to live gatherings. Now, That might not seem like that high of a number to you, but the national average is right around 30%. So we felt great as a church to see 48% of our church come back. You know, during this season, we also at our Rochester campus turned our lobby into a food pantry where we were able to just give away food to people who were in need in our community to meet the needs of so many people. And I just want to say, I know this has been wild and unprecedented. But I'm really proud of how our church has kind of navigated these waters that no one saw coming that have just been crashing over us. And you've played a huge part in that. The church's people and how we've responded in these crazy times, I'm really proud of. I'm proud of our staff, I'm I'm proud of our group leaders, and I'm proud of just our church and how we have responded. And so tonight in our remainder of the time I have with you, I want to do really two things. One, I kind of want to set a trajectory of where we're going to be headed when it comes to the teaching of God's word and on our weekend services. And just kind of let you know where we're headed up to Christmas. And then I want to kind of inform you of some changes that are going to take place in the life of our church. So let's start with where we're going from a teaching perspective. In September, our grand opening is September 13th, we're going to have a a great day of of gathering at our Rochester and our Webster campus, and we're starting a brand new series called A Tale of Two Brothers. And in this series, we're going to be taking a really in-depth look at the story of the prodigal son. It's found in Luke 15. This series is kind of built around a book that I'd encourage you to read. It's called The Prodigal God. It's written by Tim Keller. And what we're going to do in this series for three weeks is we're going to look at the same exact story. And I think we're going to see some things that we often miss when we read this story. Some things that Jesus is trying to teach the crowd of that day and how it applies to each and every one of us still to this day. After that series, we're going to jump into a character study for eight weeks on one of the most historic and maybe the most influential leaders in in Israel's history of a nation. His name was Moses, and we're going to look at Moses' highlights, some of the good things he did, and some of his lowlights, some of the mistakes that he made, and I think you and I are going to be able to relate to Moses as the leader, and I think this series is really going to apply to our lives today. And then as we gear up for the Christmas holiday, we're going to be doing a series that we've done before with a different spin a series called At the Movies, where we do it Christmas style. And we're going to look at some of culture's old and, and new Christmas movies and how they have biblical truths in them that we can learn from movies. And then on Christmas Eve, we're going to talk about a word that I think we all desperately need in the season. It's called hope. in, in, in the craziness of the season, maybe the one thing that maybe we all can cling to is the hope of what Christmas brings for us. And we're going to talk about that hope. And so I hope you're excited. I hope that kind of gives you a glimpse into where, where we're headed. But we also need to talk about some changes that are coming up for Northridge Church. You know, COVID has changed so many things. It's changed our personal lives. It's changed our workplaces. It's changed our culture, our country, and our world. And it has brought about some changes that I need to let you know about At Northridge Church. And the major change that I need to let you know is that our oversight team and our strategic leadership team has been meeting uh, for weeks. And we've been talking about what the future looks like for our church. And we have come to a decision in unity to close our Henrietta and our Greece campus. Now, I get it, that might shock you. I understand that that might be hard news to hear. Because I know it's hard news to deliver. And I just want to spend the the next couple moments kind of answering some questions that maybe you are thinking in your head right now to bring some clarity to why we would make that decision and what that means for us as a church. And I think maybe the first question that you might be thinking is, does this mean Henrietta or Greece failed? And the answer to that is no. Uh, For four years, I've been here for four years, and I have watched Mark Nelson and his team and Aaron Hickson and his team have such influence in both of those areas at Greece and Henrietta. I've seen you as a volunteer, as a group leader, set up and, 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 and tear down a portable campus. And I've seen the influence and the impact it's had on so many lives in Rochester. And so, no, you, you didn't fail. This is a COVID change. COVID has wreaked havoc on our culture and our church. It's changed so many things. And this is a result of a global pandemic changing the way our culture looks at things. And we as a church have to adjust. But maybe the bigger question that you are asking is why? Why would our oversight team and why would our SLT decide to make this change? And I really want to give you some clarity on this. I want to give you six reasons to answer that question why. Number one, we have enough space at our Rochester and Webster campuses. See, something's changed about our church in this season is we have two permanent locations. The addition of our permanent campus at Webster at 780 Salt Road has grew our capacity as a church tremendously. It's almost doubled it. And as we're looking at, as we grow into the future, we can do that from a Rochester and Webster campus perspective. Number two, why? Well, we have concerns about theaters, and our regal leases are up at the beginning of October. This is one of the major things that has really influenced this decision. As you might have read or, or might have seen in the news, theaters aren't even open right now. So even if we wanted to, let's say we wanted to go to Henrietta in Greece, we couldn't. The decision is outside of our hands. It's in the hands of Regal because they own those buildings. And not to mention our leases, which represent hundreds of thousands of dollars, end at the, at the end of October. And so we've been trying to navigate what should we do, how should we do it. The movie industry is changing incredibly. I'm not even sure movie theaters will be around in the next couple years and because our portable campuses meet in movie theaters, it had a tremendous impact on how we move forward in the future. Let me talk about some of those changes in the movie theater industry. You know, Universal made a recently signed a new contract with AMC. AMC is uh, the, the largest theater chain in the United States. And they made this change to reduce the amount of time that a theater has exclusive rights to a particular movie. It used to be 90 days, now it's changed to 17 days. 17 days where a movie theater has only the rights to show that movie. Disney just made a decision to bypass theaters altogether with their new release of Mulan. They're going to release it on Disney Plus as they rent it to anybody who wants it. And so the theater industry is, is changing. We don't know what it's going to look like or be like in the future. And with our leases running up, we had to make a decision. Number three, why? Just simply put, volunteer capacity. Right now, we are meeting at two locations with two services. And if I'm honest with you, it's hard to find enough volunteers to meet the needs of just those two campuses. I couldn't imagine what it would look like if we spread ourselves to four campuses. I'm not sure we'd have enough band players and kids ministry volunteers and greeters and and group leaders, all of the above, to make our services happen. And so volunteer capacity played a huge role to why? Number four, why? Why would we close down these campuses? Well, we want people to plug in immediately. You know, the last thing I wanted to do as a leader was string people along and wait to get plugged in, back plugged into our church, waiting on their campus to reopen. And so we wanted to make a decision sooner rather than later to give people clarity so they could make the decision to say, hey, now I need to go to the Webster campus or the Rochester campus and use the gifts that God has given me to get plugged in to my church for the sake of more and better disciples of Jesus Christ. This brings clarity to all of us as we move forward. You can figure out which campus is closest to you, which campus has your group in it, which campus you have relational connection to, to make a decision to go to our Rochester or our Webster campus because our goal is to get you plugged back in as, media, as quick as possible. Number five, we need a stronger online presence. I want you to think about this for a second. 52% of our church, the majority of our church is watching digitally. Now that sounds crazy, right? Because it's almost a little bit of a new normal for us. We're used to having gatherings with the majority of people attending in live person, but COVID has changed the game. The majority of our church watches online and that might change over time. We're hoping it will change over time because here at Northridge Church, we do believe it's better to come to local gatherings, to be with people. But we also recognize that there are a lot of people over the course of the next couple years who are gonna feel way more comfortable watching online. And we wanna be able to love and care and be there for them. And so we need a stronger online presence. What that means is we're gonna have to put some intentional staff time and thinking into how we can make our CW channel better, how we can make our digital platforms better to reach more and grow better, because that's our mission. Number six, budget costs associated with Webster. You know, having a second permanent campus comes with additional costs. We all know that, we plan for that. Our stewardship team is full of wise people who who set our budget, who keep us accountable, and who have planned for those additional costs. But one thing that you can't plan for is a global pandemic where you don't meet in person for five months. And although right now it hasn't had a dramatic effect on our budget, we don't know what the future holds. And so we would rather be proactive than reactive to maybe some changes that could be coming. And so with our Webster campus and our Rochester campus and hundreds of thousands of dollars being pulled back from our Henrietta or our Greece campus, this allows us to have a safe and future budget moving forward. And I get it. That's that's a lot to take in. And as you have questions, I would encourage you uh, to really reach out to us. But maybe you might be thinking, okay, we answered the question why. We've talked about whether Greece or Henrietta didn't fail. But maybe you're asking this question. Uh, Will we continue with our multi-site strategy? What what does our church look like moving forward? And honestly, not a lot is is going to change. What we're doing right now is pulling back for the future growth of our church. And I want you to know, we will continue with our multi-site strategy. But it may look a little different. And what I mean by that is, as we continue to walk through the season, as things go back to what we would call normal, And as our church grows, we will look at where people are coming from. And we will launch multi-site campuses in locations where we have a good group of people to live pi-squared better. So we might launch new campuses. It might just be in different locations. And the criteria for the buildings that we look at might be different. So we're going to continue to be a multi-site church. But I get it. This is not fun news to deliver. It's not exciting news to hear. I've kind of went through this mourning process on my own of of having to come to grips with this. And I get you're going to have to walk through that, but I want you to know if you have questions, if you need clarity on anything else, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We want to be there for you. We want to walk you through, walk with you through this journey, but I would encourage you. We're going to need you in this season. There's one huge void that many people have felt in this last five months, and it's a relational void. And man, I hope you will be able to fight with us to fill that void by group leaders. You're the core of our church, and we wanted to let you know first of the changes that are coming. And so we're going to announce it to our church in the weeks to come, but we wanted you to be the first to hear it, to help navigate through these trialing times. But I will tell you, even in the midst of this decision, I'm very excited about the future of Northridge Church. I'm excited about the changes that God is bringing our way that we can enhance. I mean, who would have thought we would be on a local television channel reaching hundreds of people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm excited about a building at 780 Salt Road new to our community that God's gonna use to impact so many people. I'm excited about all the Pi Squared names people who are praying and investing in relationships with their coworkers, their neighbors, the people around them, so they would experience the gospel that has changed my life and your life. There is a lot to be excited about for the future of Northridge Church. And I hope you play a part in that. I hope you play a huge part in that by helping people apply the Bible, by building relationships with people and ultimately just caring for them in the season that we're all in. We can't. Do it without you. And one thing I want to remind you as I close is this has never been my church and it's never been your church. It's always been God's. And he promises he will build his church with us or without us. That's his promise. And I want to be a part of God using me to build his church. And I'm asking you to be a part with us. I'm excited about this new trimester. I believe God's going to use you in amazing ways. And I believe for Northridge Church, the best is yet to come.